Hello, I'm Joan. I'm a Canadian family physician who also works as a restorative medical educator, facilitator, and coach. I create spaces that rehumanize the work of healthcare. I'm creating this podcast to remind myself, as well as anyone else working in a helping profession, that when you are working and caring for your human patients, you are the other human in the room. Hello, healthcare humans. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of The Other Human in the Room. Okay, so this episode is on the fly and pretty meta. If you can hear from the raspiness in my voice, and if I sniffle or have to pause to cough, I have some viral illness. And um, I am struggling this morning to make a decision about whether I cancel my clinic tomorrow. The context is, this is the second week in a row where I have had a ton of clinic cancellations. Um, Last week, um, I actually recorded a podcast that probably will have already come out. I talked about how in my family right now, my husband is going through a serious medical illness and I canceled some clinics because of that. Um, And then I got sick and then I had a day booked off because it was my birthday. And then this week I get I got another delightful um, illness from one of my children and my brain is really screaming at me to not cancel clinic tomorrow. Um, Basically in the past two weeks, I have done two half days of clinic in person and I think I'm today I already decided I was not well enough um, to go in because I had a fever yesterday so I switched it to virtual and so now it's just this next day it's a Friday one last day it's fully booked of course because I have not been there very much and I'm struggling with this one I'm struggling to decide um, am I really sick enough to cancel etc and so I thought I would use um, one of the resources that I created for myself as well as for um, other humans um, it's available um, for free as a part of my how to stop worrying about your patients email course that um, the link will be in the show notes of this podcast or you can always find it on my website joanchanmd.com slash course um, and it's the decision making guide I often turn to I find it very useful to help me when I am going back and forth So I'm just going to like literally read off the questions and then share my answers with you real time. (laughs) And I hope that it will help. I hope even just knowing that um, other people also struggle with making this decision, but that you can make it in a way that feels good for you. It doesn't help then leave you feeling resentful or guilty. You know, I think that's really important to know. So the first question is, what is the decision you're struggling to make? So I am struggling to decide about my clinic day tomorrow. The second, the second question is, what are you afraid will happen if you make the wrong decision? And how will you feel if that happens? So good question, Joan. <laughs> so I'm afraid. Okay, what am I afraid of? So I'm afraid. So say I cancel my clinic tomorrow and then I wake up and I feel fine. I will, then I'm afraid of the guilt I will feel. 
I'm afraid also of the guilt I will feel of patients being mad at me. I'm afraid of the guilt I will feel of staff being extra stressed for once again, calling a bunch of patients and telling them that Dr. Chan can't see them and switching them to virtual or whatever. So I'm afraid, like I'm picturing all of like the suffering of other people and and making it the suffering of myself. And to be honest, I'm already doing it to myself like ahead of time. Like I, I'm already picturing all of that and I haven't even made the decision officially. I am also afraid though, if I, if I push through and go to clinic tomorrow and then I end up still feeling like I feel today, which is like my head is pounding, I'm coughing a lot. So even if I feel better, if I'm like coughing a lot in a mask, what will people think of that? It, it will also be physically uncomfortable because I hate when I get interrupted. Like someone's like crying their eyes out about mental health and then I'm like, excuse me, I have to go run and get water. Like it just disrupts my day so much to be coughing. Um, it can make other people uncomfortable in terms of their illness, uh, anxiety about catching things, you know. Um, I also feel like I'll be like, all of you will judge me. I'm just, I'd be like, she went in when she was feeling sick and she's always telling us we can't. So I have this like extra burden I'm putting on myself about all of your judgment. So a bunch of the things I'm afraid of are the thoughts and feelings of other people. Whoops. Just dropped my mic. Um, so I'm noticing that because that's always, um, those are not reasons that I want to choose to guide my ultimate decision, because I am not in charge of anyone's thoughts and feelings. If you have thoughts and feelings about me going to work or not going to work, if my patients or my staff have thoughts and feelings about me going to work or not going to work, those can't be the reasons I make this final decision because everyone's going to have thoughts and feelings anyway. And they're actually just out of my control. And the only thing that matters are my own thoughts and feelings. And so I just am witnessing that I'm afraid of all of these different emotions. I also know how to feel all those emotions, you know? So I already feel better just knowing, okay, so whatever I decide, um, there will be thoughts and feelings involved all around. So the third question is, what are my choices here? List at least five. Oh, past Joan, because I really am feeling like it's a binary. I just have to cancel or not cancel, but I have choices. Okay. So number one, I could just like fully cancel my day, like block it out, no patient care at all. And I just like lie very still on the couch. (coughs) Excuse me. Speaking of coughing. The other number two is that I go in and do my full clinic day and seeing all my patients every procedure morning. I would do that procedure morning and those. So that's choice two. Choice three that I did actually already think about is I cancel my in-person and I switch to virtual and I do virtual all day. And I do, you know, I, I have a patient portal. People can contact me through there. And um, I believe my nurse practitioner is still going to be in. So she can cover some of my patients like, but I can still be working just from home where if I'm interrupted by coughing, I can like mute myself and drink a bunch of water and not have like a mask in the way. Okay. And then number four would be maybe I just go in for the morning, just do the procedure morning, but then I cancel my afternoon or vice versa. I could cancel my procedure morning because I don't believe there's anything urgent. Like they're all very like non-urgent, barely suspicious moles. If I recall, I think some of them are cosmetic, so they could wait a month because I do these once a month. Um, So I could just go in for the afternoon. Uh, Does that count as a fifth choice? (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm going to force myself. What's one more thing I could do? I could 
quit medicine and move to Mexico. <laughs> like, that's a choice. That's an option. I could desperately find a very last minute locum to work my day tomorrow. That seems extremely impractical and not reasonable. But, you know, I could. Um, I could add extra days next week. There's probably other choices I'm not thinking of. But um, yeah, those are so that's at least five. Okay. Um, the reason that that question is so important is, like I said at the beginning, my brain was putting me into a, this binary and, and it was lose-lose all around, right? But when you force your brain to think of that, there's actually many, many choices. Um, it immediately takes the pressure off, to be honest. It helps you feel, it helps me, I like feel calmer. Okay, next question is, what do you know about this situation that will point you towards your best decision at this time? Okay, so what I know is that I am currently sick for sure. I am coughing a lot. Um, when I cough, my head pounds. Yesterday I had a fever, so it's possible I'm going to have a fever later today. I know that Leo, my son who had this illness earlier, ended up having a fever for three days and was coughing for a while. So the likelihood that I will feel 100% tomorrow is pretty low. Um, I also know what it feels like to be sick in a mask all day and it's not my preferred mode. Um, I know that I do know that my morning is mostly non-urgent clinical. It's like procedures, like I said, things that will be inconvenient, but not in any way, um, you know, compromising something urgent uh, to, to reschedule. In fact, what I know overall is that I am in primary care, which means things, um, I work to make things timely, but I am not um, urgent care. And the way I know is that I am not yet at least resourced to be replaced. You know, I'm. it's not like emergency room where the, the doors are open, they have to be open. And then if someone calls in sick, they have another person to fill in. And I know that's not always, always true in emergency rooms these days, which is rough emergency room clinicians, I am sorry for you, you know, they would have to shut down the emergency room, right? But like, for me, as of right now, um, if people want to see me, they, I don't have a replacement. Well, actually, that's not even true. I do have a replacement. I have my nurse practitioner, I have my PCNC and my, like my other colleague, I even have my colleagues there. So um, if there is anything urgent, there's a way to ask one of my colleagues to help cover it or direct them to after hours. You know, it's it's not perfect, but it is the way that our system signed up so that there is some replaceability to me for things that are really urgent. And the rest, sometimes patients have been waiting and they're frustrated, but it's not life-threatening. It's something non-urgent. It's something that could wait until next week or at some point. And it could potentially be done asynchronously. And I have worked very hard to have um, ways that patients can access me, access me remotely. Like I have my patient portal where they can be messaging me. And patients use that a lot. I might just use that a lot today. So those are all things I know about the situation. I already feel like I know which way I'm heading with this. Um, is there anything else I know about the situation? I don't, I think those are the key factors. Um, I know that I have canceled many clinics before and nothing happened. You know, I think I have a fear like I've already canceled so many days, I'm out of days. But what I know is I literally don't have like 
first of all, if I'm working from home, I'm actually not even taking a vacation day. But also I work for myself. And so I don't, I'm not going to run out of vacation days. <laughs> like the, it's a totally arbitrary self-imposed construct of like, oh my gosh, you've run out. And now all the patients are literally lining up around the block. Like my patients are at home. My patients are doing their thing. There may be a higher number right now that are like hoping to see me and frustrated they can't. That might be true. But like um, they do have other ways to access care. And, you know, there's some times in the year where I take two weeks off in a row without coverage. I'm hoping not to do that this year, but I've done that in the past. Like if I was had been on vacation these past two weeks, they wouldn't have had access to me either. <laughs> I'm just reminding my, so I know that patients are capable of being without primary care, as in me, not the entirety of my primary care offerings, but they've been without me for two weeks and that was fine. And so that's basically what this, this two weeks has been, unfortunately, that was just unplanned, right? Um, so I know they will be okay. The next question is, is there anything else that you need to know before you make the decision? Okay, so this is when my what my brain wants to do is go check my schedule. And if there's something on that schedule, I'm like, oh, I have to go in for that. I want that to make my decision for me, but I'm not allowing myself to do that. That is not a good reason because everything else I've just said applies more. Like if there's something on there where I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to die if I don't see them by the end of the day, then that, that was like inappropriately booked. That should not be, they should not be seeing me. That's not an outpatient appointment's not where you, you think, oh my gosh, they're going to die by the end of the day. That's not how it should work. So no, I don't need to look at my schedule. I will look at my schedule after I make this decision and then make consequent decisions because I do like doing that. So I go in because I do know my patients quite well. I'll go in and say, yes, yeah, switch these all to virtual. Please try and fit these guys in with someone else if possible, if not offer them after hours. Like I help to triage what happens with the rescheduling and that feels really good for me. And I know it's very helpful for my staff, but I don't need to know about what's on my schedule for tomorrow to make that choice at all. No, um, I don't think I need to know everything else. I have made this, this decision many, many times, actually. <laughs> I know how to make this decision, unfortunately. Um, and, and I didn't used to. Like, one thing I will say is um, the first time I ever, like, canceled a clinic because I was sick was when I was pregnant with my first son, which means, like, the first four years of my practice, I never called in sick one single time. I was sick and would work and I mean, hopefully I wore masks most of those times. Yikes, it's weird to think pre-pandemic how we were all just walking around coughing on each other. <laughs> I remember there was one New Year's Eve where I was like the only doc in the office. And so I went in and like, th I actually felt quite like I did now. Like I'm pretty sure I had a fever. My throat was killing me. Like I, I was like unsteady on my feet, but I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Just like power through. No, thank you. Like that was not great care I was providing myself and the, also not great care I was providing those patients. Yes, a couple people with ear infections got antibiotics and that's wonderful. Like that was good that that happened. But like, let's not go back there if we can help it, you know. So um, anyway, just to say, I do know how to make this decision now because with the with having kids and um, that's become a reason that I'm going to have to cancel sometimes. And then me getting sick more because I have kids, that's going to be a reason I'm going to cancel, right? So I'm very used to making this decision. Um, but clearly, I still have some baggage that I'm talking through with all of you on the internet about um, that makes this still not an easy decision for me to make all the time. 
Okay, almost done. There's three more questions. So if you know for a fact that there wasn't one right decision and you could have your own back no matter what, what would you decide? Okay, there's no one right decision. People have their feelings and their thoughts anyway. I'm it's I'm going to feel kind of guilty either way. I already, like either feel guilty for going to work and coughing on people or guilty for staying home and disappointing people. Like I'm going to, if I'm going to feel that feeling anyway, and there's no one right decision and I support my decision no matter what, I want to work virtually tomorrow. Ah, it's so funny. Like after all of this stuff and how many times I do this podcast, like I'm still like part of me is like, I'm so disappointed in you. You're you're, you you think you're dedicated to patient care, but you're taking another day for yourself. And um, sometimes it has my husband's voice, which isn't fair, but like he shares my like work till you drop ethic. So if he's like, are you sure you can't work? I'm like, ah, you're right. I should work. <laughs> but this is a, that's a projection. It's because part of me thinks I need to work as well. So I do want to work tomorrow because if I feel similarly today, I will be, you know, cognitively and energetically capable of working, but I don't want to go into the office. I'm picturing doing like mole removals and having to pause to cough while I'm trying to stitch someone up. And it's just a no for me. I have the option. I'm going to take it, which is virtual only. And then rescheduling those procedures probably till next month, unless some of them feel more timely, then I'll fit them in. That is what I would decide. And so then the second to last question, which just is just to help support if I'm still not sure is what does your inner confident self want to do? That is what my, so my confident self, the self that trusts me does not want, I am really working on not doing the power through mode. I already power through enough as it is. Like I'm power throughing. I, and I'm just like, what happens if I set aside powering through as my main methodology for getting through life, but instead just like, give myself space to actually experience life. And my hypothesis, which has been proven true many times, is that actually I offer better care. I'm more innovative and creative. Like I'm still going to offer so much care to my patients tomorrow. And yeah, there'll be some people who are disappointed, but a bunch of them already don't even want to come see me in person as much anymore because I offer care in these other asynchronous ways that work so much better for both of us. So for all those reasons, but even just because this has been a long two weeks, (laughs) I don't want to end it with like hustle, hustle. I'm about to go through a time with my husband, which is going to be hard and may have a little more hustle in it. Oops, I'm getting a bit emotional. So that's not a reason to hustle today, to make up for the fact that I might not be as present for my clinic in the future. That's a reason to take time for myself today. And really start to practice ahead of time. Really prioritizing my own humanity and my own human needs. And still doing the care I love. But in a way that makes sense for my capacity and my physical needs um, in the moment. Honestly, the main thing is I w- even if I don't infect anyone, even if um, no one feels weird about me coughing, I don't want to go through a day coughing into a freaking mask I love masks. This isn't an anti-mask situation. It's just like coughing into the mask, running in out of the rooms, feeling drained. There's something about the hustle of back and forth, back and forth that I'm so grateful that we do still have access to virtual care, even if some people are really like anti it. But it's like such a good way. It's such a 
accessible way. It's like less ableist, you know, like for patients, but also for clinicians. If clinicians are having a day where they don't physically feel up to going in. So that's what my inner confident clinician has to say about all of that. Thank you very much. And so what is my decision? That's the last question. What is your decision? My decision is I am switching my day to virtual tomorrow. I'm going to do some rescheduling of procedures. Um, and I'm going to feel all my feelings about it. And, and then I'm going to show up Tuesday refreshed. I It's very likely I'll be better. It would suck if I wasn't. But I will like, I'm investing in my physical health now so that when I do show up, to work, I can do so more fully and without resentment, which is the key thing. And then I actually have just added a bonus question. So it won't be in the Stop Worrying course if you take it, but um, I just added it to the version of this guide that I give to clients when we do this work together about making decisions. Um, And it's this, what, if anything, could I set up for myself ahead of time to make this this decision easier in the future? because I just was like, why is this still so hard for me to make a decision? And I, I know why. It's because there's this intense pressure and the system set up in a way where I'm not fully replaceable. But like I just said, like I am somewhat replaceable and I'm working to make myself more replaceable. So that's something I'm actively working on. Like I've hired an NP who's going to always do one day a week for me and then I'm going to drop down my time a bit. So that way, even if I'm like totally on vacation or if I have to cancel other days, it won't be, there's someone else who has, is like a dedicated day for, for my patients. It won't be everything that's needed, but it will be something. And I feel really good about that decision um, and about collaborating with her because um, I love her and she's great. Um, and then some other things that I found that helped me already. Um, I'm deciding the day before. I used to wait and be like, well, I'll wait and see how I feel in the morning. But then the decision was so much more excruciating because I'm like questioning every symptom I have and questioning like, is this bad enough or not? And also, I know it did put more pressure on the staff to like call a buttload of people from like 8 to 9 a.m. And so I am not in charge of my staff's thoughts and feelings, but I am their employer and I I want to work to create an environment that invites pleasant thoughts and feelings about work. <laughs> Not controlling, but I, I have power in that relationship. And giving them a day to call people ahead of time feels a lot better to me. Even if there's part of my brain that's like, what if you feel better? I'm like, that will be nice. <laughs> but it isn't likely, to be honest. Certainly not all the way better. And so I'm liking, I, that's a new thing I started this week is just deciding the day before instead of waiting to see. It's like, Joan, you are a clinician. You have a sense, you don't predict the future, but you have a sense of the likelihood of this lasting more than a day. So when I woke up with like a horrendous fever yesterday, I made the call to switch today to virtual, for example. And so I woke up today, I didn't have a fever, but I am coughing my head off and have um, a very weird headache. And so the likelihood that I will not be coughing tomorrow is low. And uh, that is the reason. I have decided that's the reason. And I'm deciding the day ahead. And then the last thing I've already set up that I'm so grateful for past Joan for setting up for myself is um, having easy accessibility and normalizing virtual care as an option and asynchronous care. So having my ways that patients can email me and that we can be chatting that way 
that has already made my access, my in-person access so much better because I'm not having people come in simply to ask me for a massage note, you know? So I've already done that. I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, Well, I guess the other thing I did was I recorded this podcast. So (laughs) in the future, if I'm like doing the struggle, I'm going to like probably re-listen to this again. Sometimes I do that and I'm like, thank you, Joan. This was useful advice. (laughs) So I'm going to do that. Okay. I've decided I'm switching my day to virtual tomorrow. I hope that's helpful for you to hear just like the back and forth. Is this interesting? Like the real time account of how one primary care clinician who was feeling rough and sick decided to not go into work. Is it sad that it took me 23 minutes, I guess? And and more, I was going back and forth in my head forever. But um, listen, our system is set up in a way that makes these decisions harder than they should be. We, I was um, speaking with some friends slash clients last night when we're, you know, we're doing planning our summer. And um, one of them said like, you know, other industries, like other businesses, they have like a deeper bench to draw from. And it's like, why don't we have this deeper bench in healthcare? I'm trying to create ways of making my bench deeper for my patients, you know? Um, And it's just, it's so sad that it's not the norm. Don't we want patients to continue to access care? (laughs) It's like, what? Why did we set it up in this way? It's kind of ridiculous. So um, I can be kind and compassionate with myself for the, the reasons why this felt hard. I think the main thing I had to remind myself of is like, yeah, I've been away from my practice for two weeks and it was, there was some backlog, which I won't have because I'm still logging in and um, things do smooth over, you know, and if there's some patient who really has struggled so hard to access care they and like they're just unhappy with how I'm running my practice, they could try and find another clinician. They are out there. There's not a ton of them, but like they could like. I I'm I really am doing my best within my human limitations and I need to keep practicing letting that go and pre- keep practicing grounding myself and trusting myself so that confidence piece and practice making these decisions in a way that just chooses me 100% of the time and have and have my own back 100% of the time um because I know that's what leads to better care for myself and for my patients So that's your offering for the podcast this week, folks. I hope you haven't had to make this kind of decision recently because I hope you are well and not succumbing to the deluge of viral illness. And um, if you are and you need help making this decision, or if you have another decision that you're struggling to make and going back and forth and basically trapping yourself in a binary and thinking of worst case scenarios, um, re-listen to this podcast Go back and listen to the audio version of the um, How to Stop Worrying About Your Patients or you can uh, go to donchanmd.com slash course and get the written versions with like a written out um, version of these questions so you can like use them as sort of journal prompts or to like talk through with yourself and you can do that. Yeah, donchanmd.com slash course. Okay, have a great week, everybody. I'll see you next time. 
Hey there, healthcare humans. I want to invite you to sign up for my course, How to Stop Worrying About Your Patients. It's a free five-day email course delivered right to your inbox where I teach you why worrying is optional, that it's not actually helpful for your patients, and that it's possible to reclaim your brain from worry and start enjoying your life in and outside of medicine. Go to joanchanmd.com course to sign up now. I'll see you in your inbox.